Hello and welcome to Countries for Kids, a podcast where we get to explore the world and its cultures. With you, my name is Elijah and I'm here with my mom and my brother Sawyer. Are you ready for an adventure? I sure am! Elijah, what country are we talking about this week? Papua New Guinea! Papua New Guinea is just north of Australia. It shares an island with Java and the whole island is called New Guinea. It's very mountainous. And there are a lot of rainforests. I mean, a lot. That's not. That's why there isn't a lot of airports or roads there. The country is also one of the poorest in the world, which is why there isn't much infrastructure. Infrastructure is all the stuff we think that makes up our society function as a whole, like roads, buildings, electricity, and school. We watched some kids that tried to get to school, but it took seven days to get there. Their dad guided them through the jungle on a path, and they only brought small backpacks with them. It was really neat to see them be able to forage food on their way. They even caught and ate a green python. Elementary school isn't free like it is here. But the interesting thing is that high school and many colleges in Papua New Guinea are free unlike here in the United States. Schools are mostly only in the big cities though, and many are boarding schools. A boarding school is a school that you also live at. That means you only get to see your family every once in a while. I would be sad if I can see my parents for a whole year. I'd be sad too, but many families do it in hopes their children can have better opportunities. Papua New Guinea has 800 different languages, which is crazy for that tiny of an island. Most people on the island speak several languages. One of the newer languages is called Talk Pisin, which comes from Talk Pigeon. The question of the week is, what is a pigeon language? Most people in Papua New Guinea are farmers. Some of their crops include coconuts, bananas, sweet potatoes, and palm fruit for oil. Pigs are also a really important part of their agriculture. They eat them for meat, but they also help dig up root vegetables. If you've ever walked where there are wild hogs, you know they are good at digging up things. One thing the New Guineans became famous for was headhunting and cannibalism. Cannibalism is eating another person. After the New Guineans killed somebody or they just died naturally, They would eat the flesh of the dead person as a way to gain their strength. It was a very special religious ceremony. They didn't normally eat people. They thought it would be better to get eaten by somebody that loved you than worms and bugs. That ended up causing a disease called kuru, which is a lot like mad cow disease. It took scientists a while to figure out what was causing it because it was only affecting women and children. In that culture, women were considered the only sex strong enough to house the spirit of a dead person. And sometimes the moms would let their children have a snack from the funeral feast. They would mix the meat with ferns and stuff them in a bamboo stick and roast it over a fire. Remember how? That's how they cooked the snake on the way to school. We saw another video where they were cooking and eating ferns too. I didn't know you could eat ferns. There are a ton here in Florida. I wonder if those are edible too. We'll have to look it up. 
They cut open a palm tree and mixed the heart of palm with the ferns and some grubs and beetles they found and wrapped it all up in a banana leaf and cooked it right in the fire. When they were done, it looked kind of like an omelet. It's so cool to see people make food from the environment. Your, assi- your assignment for this week is to make a snack f- from only edible things you can find in your yard or your local environment. Make sure you have a grown-up confirm everything is edible. And after you make your snack, post it on our Facebook page, Countries for Kids, so we can all see what you came up with. In that same video, we also saw how people built houses on stilts way above the jungle floor, accessible only by ladder. What advantage would that have? It will keep their houses from getting flooded. It would also make it hard to get predators in the house. And that would be a great advantage because if a tornado came in, a flood set off, it would not knock it down. (laughs) I don't know about the tornado part, but the flood part and the predator part are certainly correct. Wasn't it amazing how they had those houses made of wood and bamboo up off the jungle floor and they still had a fire going right in the middle of their living room? How did they do that without burning their house down? Right, we never did figure that out. But they must have some sort of ball lined with dirt and ash to insulate the floor. Not all of the people live in rural jungle settlements. There are several large cities. The capital of the city is Port Moresby. Before the arrival of the Europeans, it was inhabited by yam farmers and fishermen. In the late 1800s, the British claimed it, of course. In World War II, it became an ally base. Because of that, the Japanese targeted it a lot. I mean, a lot. After the war, Australia helped turn it into a well-planned city with modern amenities. In 1975, it gained independence. And Port Moresby became its capital. Anthropologists believe the first people came to Papua New Guinea about 50 to 60,000 years ago. Because the land is so rugged and mountainous, but it's also full of food and people, they stayed in their little tribes and and rarely, I mean rarely ventured out because they didn't need to. That's how they ended up with 800 languages and cultures. Papua New Guinea is also very biodiverse. This small country has only 1% of the world's landmass, but 5% of the world's biodiversity. Scoop diving there is amazing. You should really look up some YouTube videos of subs diving in the coral reefs there. It's so cool. Beautiful coral, such an amazing display of coral, fish, sharks, and marine mammals. It really inspires me to get a job where we can travel full-time so we can experience adventures like this in real life instead of just through a podcast. Papua New Guinea has lots of unique animals. There's a poisonous bird there. Remember, if it bites you and you die, it's venomous. But if you bite it and you die, it's poisonous. So this bird is, in fact, poisonous. So if you eat it, you'll get sick or die. It eats poisonous things that ends up on its skin. So that helps it from being eaten by predators, and it also protects it from fleas and mosquitoes. Papua New Guinea also has an animal called a Huan tree kangaroo. It's literally a kangaroo that lives in a tree. They also have a lot of giant bats, like Bulmer's fruit bats and the New Britain flying fox. The question of the week is, what is a pigeon language? 
As we talked about in the Haiti episode, a pidgin language is what happens when two people who don't speak the same language try to communicate with each other and end up with a mix of languages, but both people still speak their original language to their friends and family. A Creole language is what happens. People start speaking pidgin to everyone is their regular language. In New Guinea, the pidgin language is based off English and the local languages that has evolved into a Creole language. Almost everyone can speak talk pisin now in Papua New Guinea, which makes it easier for different tribes to communicate and the country to operate as a unified whole. For more on that, check out Nas Daily's episodes about Papua New Guinea. Don't forget your assignment for the week to make a snack out of edible things in your yard or a nature trail. Post a pic of what you made on our Facebook page, Countries for Kids. Don't forget to be a Patreon member. Supporting our show helps us get this show to your ears, and we are so appreciative of everyone who donates. Go to patreon.com slash countries for kids. You can join as a little for a dollar a month. Elijah, what country will we be talking about next time? It's not really a country, but we will be talking about Antarctica. I also want to thank Wang Su from Fiverr for our intro and outro music. Elijah Sawyer, how do you say goodbye and talk peace in? Look on you behind. Countries for kids.